Hey ladies and gents, just to give you some context this upload, I haven't uploaded in quite a while just due to personal reasons, however now I do plan on making my alpha reviews um, return. I just want to give you all a massive thank you, I haven't recorded since but I actually hit only just but I did hit the top 100 in the um, UK charts for film and TV which I'm still immensely over the moon about so just thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart I truly mean it. I recorded this interview six months ago which is why you hear me talking a lot about Tick Tick Boom specifically and it's awards um, buzz. When it came round to it um, I never it was never um, put out there with the people that I did it with so I've been given permission just to add it to my podcast as a little filler join me within the next couple of weeks where you will see me back with a very special guest to discuss a very special film so I'm really kind of happy to talk to you the time I am because with you and Lynn and with Tick Tick Boom in particular, it seems to be having this massive boom at the moment where everybody's watching it and falling in love with it. And um, you must be feeling amazing right now. And I've got to say right now, um, Satellite Awards came out about 15 hours ago and congratulations on your nomination. Oh, thank you so much. It's exciting. We started, we started doing this movie two years ago um, and it's, and because of COVID it, we stopped for so long that it's been like this two-year labor of love and it's finally nice to have it out in the world and sharing it with so many people. I was actually curious to ask you about that so with Tick Tick Boom you were working through a pandemic and practically as cinematographer did that pose as a challenge? Yeah it was a, um, I mean it was a huge challenge it was the biggest challenge we're, we're making a musical and and we wanted to do live singing and we had all these really amazing shots planned. And when COVID hit, we suddenly had to create a whole new game plan because um, if we were doing live singing, which we did do live singing, but everyone had to be in plastic gowns and the camera had to be a certain amount of way. And um, all the time we had to be in face shields and face masks and it just, and we were one of the very first movies to go back. So this was pre-vaccine right like one of the very first movies after everyone had shut down for almost six months to actually get to go shoot again and so we, no one knew anything we were learning as we went and and it, people still didn't know a lot about COVID and so it was I mean it was every day a challenge I was sequestered from my family for four months because I couldn't see them because they were keeping us in a very tight bubble the actors as well and and lots of the crew had to just just hunker down and not see anyone I couldn't go into a Starbucks or any stores so it was it was very um four months of really just work intense um intensive work and then and and absolutely nothing else well because trying to shoot any film in those type of situations during a pandemic is hard enough but when a musical is something that's meant to be so kind of um personal when it's meant to be such like an intimate project it must be so hard to film around that yeah it was very hard but luckily luckily we had actually started filming a couple of days or, or for two weeks before the pandemic hit and so we had two weeks under our belt and we all it was a really amazing collaboration already among everyone the team was fantastic everyone was so kind and so when 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 we shut down for COVID, we actually did something we call had tick tick zoom or tick tick yeah tick tick zoom, 
where um, we would get on the phone or get on Zoom once a week. And at first it was like a therapy session, you know, how are you getting your groceries or, you know, learning, talking about adapting to this new life. And then, and then after that, it became charades and, and, or not charades, um, what's it called? Um, trivia. We did trivia and, and it kept us bonded for that six months and it was really lovely. And then almost everyone from the production came back. We had Andrew and Alex Ship and Vanessa Hudgens and Josh Henry and Robin for the entire, for the entire prep period. So we all bonded that way as well. And it must have been so helpful because when you're going back into filming, obviously we'd been through a miserable time. It must have been so useful knowing that you all still had that emotional bond with one another. Yeah, and, and we also just took really good care of each other. I think we were a casting crew of almost 500 or about 500. And, you know, Netflix took very good care of us. We never had to shut down. Um, I don't I don't believe there were any COVID cases, at least to my knowledge. So it was, we were, we were really, really, really lucky and um, lucky to be part of that group that, that took everything so seriously and everyone else's safety so seriously. So going back earlier to this year where we had another Lin-Manuel and um, Alice Books collaboration within The Heights, that was your first um, project. I, I mean, if my research is wrong, then let me know, but it seemed to be your first uh, project with Lynn ever at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was also just my first major movie, period. So, um, and, and Lynn and I, you know, talked a little bit on In the Heights, but he really gave the reins to John Chu, who I've known for 20 years on that movie. Um, and Lynn was there every single day, but we just didn't have very much interaction. Um, so, and I didn't actually even know he was directing his own movie. And on the last day of In the Heights, Lynn, um, or my agents called and said, Lynn would like you to read the script. He's gonna direct a movie called Tick, Tick, Boom. And he'd love to meet with you on Tuesday. And so I had the weekend to read it and put my thoughts together. And um, it was really actually a really wonderful first meeting because I immediately was very drawn to the material in Tick, Tick, Boom. I, um, when I was reading the script, I thought to myself, this could be, these could be scenes from my childhood. I grew up in New York City in the 80s and 90s. My father was a playwright um, trying to make it in, in, in New York, in the New York theater scene. And my mother was a dancer. We lived in a tenement apartment that we had to walk up. Our hallway looked just like Jonathan's. There was a bathtub in the kitchen. I mean, it was all very, very similar. And then my dad's artist friends were around us all the time. And so boho days could have been any Saturday at our house. We, it was always filled with all this creative, wonderful energy. And then, and I also watched my dad's heartbreak over and over and over again, the same way Jonathan's did. And so, so I had all this personal connection to it. And when I was sharing my ideas for the, for Tick, Tick, Boom, I showed Lynn pictures of my own childhood. And he said, wait a second, these, these are your pictures. It doesn't get more personal than that. And we jumped in and just started talking about it as if, as if we were making the movie together. Of course, I still had a huge interview process to go through, but he asked me, or, or, or for Lynn, he wanted Tick, Tick, Boom to look the way he remembered when he was 10, 1990 New York to look the way he remembered it. And we're both the same age. And I left New York City two months before this movie came out. And so I have that same memory or a similar memory of New York. And it's this memory where 
light and emotions and color are all heightened, this childlike memory. And, and Jonathan's such a childlike figure that that's what we wanted Tick Tick Boom to look like. So with In the Heights, In the Heights is definitely much more of a family feel-good musical, while Tick Tick Boom is more of a musical drama. And I was just curious, do you have a different process to how you shoot both films? No matter what, I mean, I consider myself a storyteller and it's about telling the story the best way possible. And so, and so they are very different stories. At the heart of it, they both have similar themes. They're both about dreamers and not giving up on your dreams, which I love. But Tick, Tick, Boom is a much darker story than In the Heights. And, and Jonathan is going through, it's only seven days, and, but he's going through this incredible struggle in his life the moment he could give up and and so and we're in the winter in new york and it's dreary and gloomy and sad and versus in the heights which is this big celebration of washington heights where the sun is shining all the time and the colors are more vibrant and 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 both are intimate stories though as well about the dreamer and so there so my approach to each one was different um and also there's two different directors. So each one, each director approaches material differently as well. So my job is to make sure their vision is coming to the screen. So it happens in the Heights, but in Tick, Tick, Boom, it's really prevalent in theme of it being a musical. Obviously, the pace changes quickly. Can the camera aspect ratio, ratio changes? Like, for example, when Tick, Tick, Boom, there's, a, there's that amazing scene where um, the two characters are singing about moving out. And um, it's like, it's like, almost like a 90s music video and I was wondering was that down to you or was that more down to the directing or was it kind of a collaborative effort so the one where they moving out no more you're saying that that one the aspect ratio doesn't change there is a no. music video and inside where the aspect ratio changes but what's your question oh sorry it's okay so I was just wondering where like kind of where like things like that pop up in the film was it kind of like more your vision in terms of being the cinematographer or was it more down to the director Oh, got it. Okay, so Lynn, this was a totally different way of approaching prep than I've ever approached it before. So Lynn comes from a theater background. He has 20 years in the theater where in the theater, just like in Tick, Tick, Boom, you workshop a show and you can do workshop it over and over and over again, possibly for years before you ever have a public performance. I mean, in Tick, Tick, Boom, he had been working on Superbia for eight years. So Lynn took that idea of workshopping to our prep period and he didn't have to have all the answers immediately. It was really this moment in time where we got to discover things and explore things and, and uncover things. And it was this amazing collaboration where, where, where we just dove into the material and things were created. And, and I, I, it, it, I usually store, or on most projects, we storyboard scenes, at least on musicals, big musical numbers. And so on Tick, Tick, Boom, our storyboard process, um, usually it's just the director, myself, and the storyboard artist. But on this, it was us three, plus it was the production designer, Alex Orlando, the um, storyboard, or, or no, um, as mentioned, the storyboard artist, the um, A.D. Mariella Comentini and the writer Stephen Levinson and I've never had like that much access to the writer during prep and so while we were all we would read the scenes out loud together we'd sit around a table for like three to four hours a day 
and then come up with these ideas and the storyboard artists would draw them. And then the next day we'd come back and look at them again and change things. And we kept doing that over and over and over again. And the art, uh, the production designer was right there with models of the set that he was able to show us how things worked. And so then that would spawn new ideas. And, and so it was just this always like uncovering of some gem that, and we all did it together. And it was really, really a very special time and very special collaboration. So it seems to me you're quite passionate about shooting musicals. And I was just wondering whether kind of through cinematography, through working on different projects, you found a lot of the musicals and, and um, being the cinematographer of them, or have you always wanted to work specifically music? I think music is an amazing way to tell a story. And I have, I loved musicals since I was a little girl and we lived in New York and I got to every once in a while go to a Broadway show. My first Broadway show was Into the Woods, um, Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods and when I was eight and, and it was the original Broadway cast and I just knew it was magic. And my family had on VHS all the, every Fred Astaire and Ginger Roger movie. And so, and those were what we were allowed to watch. So they were on all the time. And so I had this, and we had this MGM book about musicals. So I just, it was always just something that I knew and grew up with and loved. My mom was also sang, so music was always in our house. And then when I went to USC to film school, um, it was a time when musicals just weren't happening. Like the musical was sort of dead. It was pre-Chicago, pre-Moulin Rouge. and. And so the Hollywood musical was dead. And John Chu and I went to school together and he wanted to do this musical short for his thesis film. And when he presented me with this idea, it was called When the Kids Are Away, I was just like completely, completely ecstatic it, I, because he wanted to make a musical. And so we did this short and, and then that, that, and we bonded over our love of musicals. He has an equal love of musical. And so, and then, I don't know, eight years later, we did this series called The Legion of Extraordinary Dancers, which Christopher Scott, the choreographer on In the Heights started collaborating with us. And it was 30 episodes of what was called a web series at the time. And it was one of Hulu's first shows. And now you would just call it a streaming show. Wow, so it's I'm interesting you bring it up. And so we, had, they, we could do whatever we wanted. So, and so that, and we learned to, Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Keep going. Sorry. I lost you for a second. No, it's okay. We're out of saying that's all. So carry on. Oh, no. So we, that was, okay. That was just like, we learned to explore and, or sorry, not to explore. We learned to play and to practice and, and make mistakes on how to tell story through song and dance. And then later on, we did a movie called Gem and the Holograms together, which was a concert movie about a girl band. And then we did In the Heights. So we've always sort of had this, this love of, I've always had a love of musicals and then that has just sort of grown over the years. So the last thing I want to discuss with you now, um, I specialize in film awards and um, the awards for t the awards buzz for in the Heights and Tick Tick Boom is looking increasingly good day by day. And I was just looking, if you do get nominated for either or both, you will only be the second female to ever be nominated in that category. So I was just wondering, for as controversial as a topic as it is, do you have hope for female cinematographers in the future? Uh, you know, whether whoever, whatever happens, I mean, there are amazing, amazing female cinematographers. And, and 
I am so highly encouraged by every year more women shooting big studio movies or amazing independent movies that do that are being recognized. And um, it it seems like there aren't very many women, but there are so many female cinematographers, and it's just like this amazing unearthing of of this immense talent all around us. And so, I mean, I the women make up a huge portion of the population. So they should be part of telling stories in any way, whether directing or camera or sound or, um, or production design, any of the crafts they should be completely involved in. And, and it used to be I was the only woman in a scout fan and on Tick Tick Boom, sometimes Lynn was the only guy. I, it's really becoming encouraging that, 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 that women that female voices are being heard in film. And, um, and I feel very, very lucky that I got to make two incredible movies that, that people love and connect with. And, um, so, and, and so I feel very, I just feel very fortunate that these two wonderful stories came to me. You know, came, I got to shoot them. I mean, it's just, I have not never had so much fun in my life making movies. And I don't think there's a better sentiment to end it on than that. But thank you so much for talking uh, to me today, Alice. And uh, I really wish you the best with the future and good luck on Wicked. Amazing. Thank you so much, Benjamin.